for us to be here again. We say be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the strength of your spirit, which you've given each and every one of us. We thank you, Father, for the wine of your spirit, which you are giving us to drink. We thank you, Father, for the sustaining of life, which you've provided. We say be, say, be thou exalted, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done and all that you are doing. We thank you, Father, for how you are helping us to come to that which you have designed for us, that which you've predestinated us to come to. So be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we've gathered here again tonight. We have come to you. We have come before you. We have come to learn. We have come not with our own wisdom, not with enticing uh, wisdom of man. Father, we have not come with cunningly devised fables tonight, but we have come to receive a spirit which only you can provide. We ask, Father, that you provide and supply spirit for us tonight in the name of Jesus. Because your word says that it is your spirit that giveth life. Yes. Father, we ask, Lord, because we are gathered for the purpose of receiving life tonight, we ask, Lord, that you make in abundance, you make available, Lord, your spirit for life in the name of Jesus. Father, you know that which we ought to eat and we ought to drink tonight. We ask, Father, that by mercy you help us to find manna and wine in you in the name of Jesus. Father, give us your flesh and give us your blood tonight. We want to partake of you. We want to commune with you. In flesh and blood. We ask, Father, that you make available your spirit for to locate, to, to find meat in the name of Jesus. Lord, you alone know how to find meat. You alone know how to seek it out. You said to the woman, uh, I have meat you know not of. Uh, that is because you know where to find them, which men can't find. We ask, Father, that you will supply abundance of bread tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have answered our prayer. Father, I submit myself to you. I come under your spirit tonight. I yield totally to you. And I ask, Father, that you would supply spirit for utterance in the name of Jesus. Father, I come under you. I come under. I come under your spirit under the spirit of the living God, under the eyes of the Lord. I come under your eyes tonight that you will by mercy bring light tonight. Father, you will by mercy supply your spirit. Father, that you will by mercy supply utterance tonight. Father, let light shine. Let spirit be given tonight. 
in the name of Jesus. But ask tonight that a mercy will locate us Amen. in the name of Jesus. That we'll find help tonight. We'll find help tonight. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me to yield to you. Help me. I ask for help. I am a cow. Help eternity. I ask for help tonight. Help me. Give utterance. Give spirit. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I welcome everyone here tonight. We are welcome once again. Amen. Amen. Can you just take a moment to just say hi to your neighbor? Say, neighbor, I'm happy to see you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I think uh, uh, we, are, we are good tonight. Amen. Amen. So we are welcome again. Uh, I welcome everyone from my left to my right. Uh, I'm welcoming. Uh, okay, let me start from, from here. I think I welcome Brafemi again and his lovely wife. Woo! Woo! Amen. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining us today again. Uh, we're happy to see you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about him, but I'm happy to see yeah. you. <laughs> amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so good to see you once again. And uh, it's always been a pleasure. You know, each time we, we just talk, you know, I just, I love the, your love for the word is, is awesome. Amen. And we need, we need, people like that. We need more. Amen. Amen. More people like that. Amen. Because if we have people that love the word, as in this world would be a better place. Amen. So, thank you for being you. And uh, we welcome you again uh, all the way from Nigeria. I hope Nigeria, uh, Canada is treating you better now. Yeah. And you know. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's not, it's not too hot. I mean, Nigeria is hotter, so. It's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I was, I was just about to say that, that, well, I mean, we tango for summer, but we'll, we'll try as much as possible to make sure that summer does not go away too soon because once, once August starts knocking like this, wait, August is next month, right? Well, I mean, well, God will help us. You know, August, August is just, just a reminder that summer is about to end. Because by September, we start seeing traces of winter approaching because then we are in fall, right? So September, October, aha. Uh -huh. Then October will start telling us, uh, hope you have your jacket. Uh -huh. hope, you have, hope you have your gloves. If you don't have any of these, I am knocking, right? 
and then one day we just wake up and just look outside the door, you just see snow everywhere. Say, ah, it has arrived. Amen. But, you know, the Lord will strengthen you and, you know, I mean, it's going to be a breeze. I mean, we all, I still don't like winter today, but, you know, we make do, <laughs> we make do what we have. But the Lord will, will keep you. Amen. Amen. He has been keeping us. Amen. Amen. And I welcome Joy here. Uh, good to see you again. And it's always a pleasure seeing you as well. And thank you for your, your tenacity in the spirit. Thank you for loving the Lord the way you do. Uh, it's awesome and it's, it's good to see. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I just want to appreciate my, my lovely wife. Thank you so much for, for you know, helping us every time, every meeting. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for what you do and for assisting us in the spirit. You know, it's not easy to, to sing. Have you, if you think... <laughs> If you think it's easy to sing, just, I mean, I'm not saying singing in the shower, you know, everybody can sing in the shower. Amen. Yeah, that one, nobody, you know, there's only one audience. <laughs> right? There's only one audience in the shower. So, I mean, anyhow, anyhow, you know, it'd be awesome. But thank God for helping our heart to align in the spirit so we can connect the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I uh, just want to let you know that I love you. I love you very dearly. Uh, thank you so much for marrying Woo! this, this uh, tiny, weak man. Woo! Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, it's time for, for the word. Are we excited tonight? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we're excited, huh? Okay. All right. All right. I think I'll go... I will just flow as the Lord leads and the Lord puts uh, in my heart. I, I mostly have a sense of going through Okay, can, we can open Romans chapter 3. I think I'll flow from then. However, the Lord, uh, you know, lead us. I'm just trusting God for leading. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, uh, I feel, I guess it's cold, eh? <laughs> uh, I know, cause I turned on the AC. So I, I did. Oh, okay. Maybe you can turn it off. I felt it was hot, so I turned it on. But I guess it's not, right? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. No, we, we like releases, eh? Yes, sir. <laughs> releases are good. Amen. So, okay, we can turn it off so that we can we can maybe moderate the temperature a bit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Romans chapter three, verse, verse. Let's read from verse one to verse nine, and to verse ten. Actually, verse ten. Actually, verse 11, but I'll just read quickly, and then we'll go from there. So, what advantage then at the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much, every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God, 
For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief be the fate of God without effect? God forbid, yea. Let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness command the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous? Who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God art more abounding through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Whose damnation is just? What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think we've done a little bit of justice to this chapter 11. But I feel the Lord, you know, we'll see where the Lord will lead us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Elmakai nato farada. Heremata. Elnata amta enta. Evrinta hai makaun safil. Elador halabadiva kaira dasi makai na divine. Am a divine, tasima divine. As as divine. Divine thing. Santa Kai to bring out of fine Mahalavik. Haltarna, halta, all Zamata. Elevent, elevent, elevate, elevate. For elevation is for elevation. To move and to move. To raise high. To raise a standard. Is a standard and is a staff. Is a rod. Is a rod. Is a rod of righteousness. To raise it. To raise it up, to bring it up, to raise it, to raise up righteousnesses, to raise it up is an upward raising. Faltakayema elevent, elevatema, elevatema seen, elevakata kayema katavana, elapara, elevarnas, helta, helta nama, helta maka, enter, 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 enter. Enter, enter. Fane maka herasi. Herasi is a the sea. See, 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 see it. El to see, mika make see. Is to see, is to make see, to make see. Men shall see, see they shall see, for they they shall see. Is a sin, is a sin, is a sin solution. So see. See, 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 say the spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Um, mm. 
Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I don't know. Honey, do you have any anything in your spirit before I, I go ahead? I bring elevation for you to see, for you to see heights. Heights. I bring elevation for you. I bring elevation movement for you. I bring movement. I bring stepping stones. I bring movement. I bring movement and elevation for you to see high. High. Do you see high? High. To see high. 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 What is high? It's righteousness. It's righteousness. It's righteousness that is higher. It's higher than this world. It's above the world. It's higher. It's higher for you to see for you to see it for you to see it for you to see it as you see it as you see it as you begin to see as you begin to see you enter you enter as you see you see you enter elevations for eyes to see for eyes to see for eyes to see Atatate. we are opening eyes we are breaking veils we are opening eyes eyes to see righteousness eyes to see life eyes for to see Amen. Amen. praise the Lord thank you yes thank you Jesus yes 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 I'm coming I'm coming with healing Healing in my wings. Oh, I'm coming with healings. Healing in my wings. For I will yet heal many. I will heal many eyes. I will heal many dark side. For sights must be healed. For sights must be turned. For men must be turned from darkness to light. For men must be turned to see righteousness. Oh, it's a different way to see. Is a different way to see. Men's weaknesses is their sight. For men's weakness is their sight. So I come. I come with sight. And I come with healing. For I will heal eyes. I will heal eyes. For with healing yet will entrance be given. With healing yet will entrance be given. For yet many must enter. For yet many must enter. For yet many must enter. For without sight, you can't believe to enter. For without sight, you can't believe to enter. For without sight, you can't have faith. For without faith, you can't enter into rest. For without faith, you can't come into my rest. For yet, it is said that for some may enter, but some could not enter because the world could not mix with faith in them. So I say to you, I'm bringing faith to you. Amen. I'm bringing faith to you. Amen. And I will mix my word with faith in Amen. you. That you might see. 
and that you might come and that you might enter even into my kingdom. Even my kingdom, which is your destiny. Even my kingdom, which is your destiny. So I'm calling you and I'm bringing you in. I'm bringing you in. For many will yet see, say it, the spirit. Thank you, our Father. Give you all the praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you. Thank you, our Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, sorry, you know, I was about to start uh, teaching, but I just you know, felt the Lord move within, and the tongue came forth. I, I, most of the time, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not new to most of us, but I'm just explaining, you know, it's a, it's a ministration of the spirit, you know, that is common with you know, tongues and interpretation. I'm sure we are well, well aware of that as well. According to scripture, right, we have gift that he gave, right? So, and he said, to some diverse kinds of tongues and to some uh, interpretation, right? And then to some prophecy, and those three uh, vocal gifts that we know in scripture that the Lord most of the time use and from there can chatter direction. So it's, you know, you know there are, I'll put it, there are different operations, you know, sometimes tongues and interpretation can come for prophecy, maybe you two people, you know, maybe for the nation, different things. And also the Lord has set the operations so, such that you know, when we're about to, when we move into the world, the Lord can chart a direction for us through uh, this operation. And I'm just, you know, trusting the Lord uh, that we'll be able to see what the Lord asked for us. Amen. Amen. And I believe that, uh, okay, uh, where I'm seeing that would go, right, in my heart, according to scripture, and they will go from there, is the book of Acts 26. Um, so, okay, I will try as much as possible to to try and arrive there, right? Time has gone. We have about an hour thereabout before. <clears throat> I don't know why. I mean, because I'm sorry again, we started a little bit late today, right? So I apologize for that. Just had to put a few things together. Uh, uh, perhaps maybe we'll have another extra 30 minutes, but we'll see how the Lord will lead us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, um, there is what the Lord uh, is doing, right, on earth, according to times and seasons, right? Uh, and of course, there is a general time and season that we see on the earth, right, with where the world is today. Of course, by the time we see today, and you read men, you read what the nations are into, you see what's happening in the nations, we can have a sense of God's timing according to scripture, right? Um, and you know, most of the things that happen is that when the world or the body is reading time in scripture, most of the time we get it wrong. And the reason why we get it wrong is because we look into just activities that is happening alone. Or we look into events. But those events may not necessarily tie right, to scripture, right, 
And of course, you can see many, many times that many people have said that there will be end of the world at one particular time and it didn't happen. You'll be wondering, what's happened? Did they? <laughs> why, didn't, why, why didn't the world end? Right? But one thing is clear that the scripture said that the end right, shall not come until the everlasting gospel has been preached right, to all the corners of the earth. Right? And most of the time, we quickly think everlasting gospel right, is just the gospel. We just preach to every corner and then the Lord will come. But not necessarily. Right? Because there's what the Lord has set as timing in the spirit, uh, like I was saying, which is ty- the, the key, the key, really, to timing in the spirit is soul. Amen. So the soul of a man, or let me not say a man, the soul of men, right, really is the, is the time in the spirit. Right? Not this physical time. Not, not, you know how many times eclipses have happened? Then when we say eclipse, you say, they said the sun, the moon shall turn red. Okay, I mean, it turns red naturally at a particular, at a particular time. So, you know, it's not just by that event, right? Because sometimes the scripture uses metaphor to explain certain things. But one thing that can clearly show us what the Lord is doing is that, uh, or let me put it this way, is doctrine, Right? So with doctrine, we can really see what the time is, what the Lord is doing, how things will happen, right? Now, you can tell now, if you want to see, okay, why is it, what is happening now? You can tell that according to the timing of the soul, right, iniquity is abounding, right? Now, they say that in the time, in the end, say iniquity shall abound. And we know that iniquity and sin are not, are not the same thing. Right, what precedes iniquity is sin. So sin and iniquity they are pals, but they are not the same. Right, iniquity gives power to sin. Right, and sin has has what it has to do when it comes to men. Is what sin can do. Amen. And if if you are not thinking about soul you can never understand what sin is. Like I was saying, see that thing called soul is a very important aspect of every believer's life. I don't know why I'm talking about soul again. Living soul, living soul, we've been talking about living soul, living soul, I'm talking about soul again. Okay, let's see. So, uh, we have, we have, or let me put it this way, there's, there's, there, is, there is something that men must understand. See that thing called soul, is a very power, powerful, powerful machine. Right? The soul of a man, or what you call a living soul, right, is a very powerful machine. That machine, right, all kinds of things happens in there. So the, God, has, God just carries soul and lock times inside. So the way the Lord counts time is not the way men count time. Right? And there are seasons over men that, that it must happen. So the same way there is season in the world and in the nation, but there is also season over men, both on an individual level and then on a corporate level. The things you see corporately, right, you will also see it individually in souls. 
if you look at the way the Lord is moving, right? But the main, the main aspect of the time, right? The main aspect of time is so. Even if you want to check uh, activities of things that's happening in the end times, like I said, just check what's happening. Iniquity is abounding. Iniquity is not something that is done by the body. I mean, you can carry ourselves by the, you know, with bodies and then go and do things, right? But when you see iniquity, iniquity is, is done by men that love unrighteousness, right? It's not by somebody that is making a mistake. Hey, God, I made a mistake today. Sorry, oh, God, forgive me. That, that one is not yet in iniquity. Ah, no, 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 okay. God can look and look at that stuff like, ah, okay. This can see, be redeemed. But there are men that love iniquity and, or that love sin. And they, lo- they love iniquity, right? And with iniquity, most of the time, you can, that one is with knowledge. Wow. Iniquity is with knowledge in such a way that you will know who you are fighting. Iniquity is a frame that is built against God. Anybody that is doing iniquity knows that they are offending God. Right? And, and like I said, it's just a season to show us that time is coming, or coming to an end. We're in a season and in a time, right? But they also told us that according to the time, right, when we are, you have iniquity abounding, also you will see the everlasting gospel being preached, right? Now, the, and the truth of the matter is that when you see the everlasting gospel being preached, it's not, you know, it's not in big altars and I'm saying altars. It's not in, in you won't see it wow. on a big, large scale like that. If you start seeing it on a large scale, ah, then no. <laughs> what happened? That something has happened, and then it's just, it's just. I would, like to say it's just. A le- is it, I won't call it leftover, but when you see it in a big, uh, it just means that something has happened. Some men have part, they, they partook of something, right? Uh, because of time, because that's not what I'm about to say. I'm not talking about. I don't. I don't. I'm not, I can get trapped in this place. I'll never move forward because of the way the thing is is flowing, right? Because uh, what I'll just mention it in the book of Revelation, right? We see where the angel came out of the temple, saying, "Having the everlasting gospel," right? But and that season, you say the angel came having the everlasting gospel. You're thinking, maybe what will an angel do with everlasting gospel? Of course, because it is the season, right, for that gospel to be preached. So the point I'm trying to say is that the preaching of the everlasting gospel that the scripture is talking about is not just about preaching men be born again, repent, right? <laughs> Why? Because people that we are preaching to to be born again and repent, the moment they are born again, the first thing they should do is go inside church and start growing. Right? So, if it's just about that, and there's, and going to talk about spiritual growth has nothing to do with God's plan, then why are we all here? Very nice and simple question. So, after I gave my life to Jesus, why did Jesus not just come? Oh, come, wonderful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Wait, who have I saved? I just got born again. How am I a servant? I have not saved anybody. 
And you know, in that, in that, in that book of Matthew, I, 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 know, I know the way we used to carry that passage most of the time and then use it and say, ah, I, I, ah come, enter to the rest. You know, most of the time, at, at least thank God that there's still something, right? Because that one is tied to maybe you are working in the church and, you know, uh, you are doing something for God. At least, thank God, at least we have that sense, which is good, right? But it's much more than that because Jesus was talking about the kingdom. Say, because that parable was about the kingdom, right? Ah. Okay. Okay. God will help me. Amen. So, <laughs> so Jesus was talking about the kingdom, right? And, and that's one thing to, to see that if Jesus is talking about the kingdom, and he began to use examples, Right of you know, servants, you know, go and serve. Then that means that when it comes to the kingdom, there there is something about the kingdom that is not just about just serving in the church, right? Because the church is not the kingdom. Do you understand? The church is an organism. Is because the church can grow, right? The church is a body that the Lord has set, which every believer must be part of, right? Because I know when I say the church, I'm not just talking about local church generally. I'm talking about the church as a as a whole. You know, we have local church and we have the church of Jesus, right? Not the church of Jesus that some carry as it is the church of Jesus. If you are not here, you may enter heaven. You know, all kinds of things. So they, they name they name their church the Church of Jesus, and in there men sit like this, ladies sit like this, wow. right? Even though they are married, wow. so men must be here, ladies. Must be here. <laughs> so I, I was a friend that invited me. I, 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 he says he's a Christian. Okay, you're a Christian as well. Come on, I was as first I was. What's going on here? He has been saying some nice, nice, not nice. Let me not say nice. Some funny, funny things, and. I said, okay, no problem. So, me actually, I was curious. I said, let me, let me just go. So, I went there, and I saw everything. It was, it was a conversion ceremony. The word was not preached. But it was meant to be a church service. The word was not preached. All that was happening is advertising how you must be part of this church for you to ever be part of the church of Jesus, which the Lord will come and marry. So if you're not part of this church, you can never make it. I'm like, so please, what happened to all these churches? (laughs) Please, can you explain? So please, explain to me. What happens to all these churches that the Lord obviously is aware of, has been showing up. Please tell me, what will happen to them? Well, um, we have a man, he had a vision, uh, and from that vision, he was able to see that he's the, he's, the, he's the one that the Lord has sent. Where is this going? Thank you. He's the one that the Lord has sent. You know, the church wants to apostasy, but, you know, this one saw visions. The Lord spoke to him. And he was able to identify that salvation will come out of the Philippines. So the 
took Isaiah, I think 55 or I can't remember 25. They shall put all the proof there. Showed me that there's a land where they come up from, the West. Okay, where's the West? Is it West or East? I can't even remember. Shall say, oh, it will come. I'm like, ah, ah. See, it will gather there from the North, East, West, and South. The Bible was clear. They were talking about the Jews. We will gather who again? Do you understand? I mean, my mind was like, ah, Isaiah, okay. Am I, am, I make, am I missing it? It's Isaiah now. Ah, okay, Isaiah was a prophet for Israel, Abi. Okay, not your own prophet. Okay, okay. But last last, Bishar came to the conclusion that it is them, they are the church, it is that man that the Bible is talking about that will bring, and anybody that follows him will be saved. But now, and I understood their doctrine. Why men have to sit here and women have to sit there? Now I understand why it's like that. Ah, okay, I understand. And they're not the only one because those things are evil spirits. How can, how can a man just come and say they saw an angel? And, and the scripture tells us, even if an angel comes to you and preach out that gospel, let him be accursed. Meaning that men, men, why, why will John say that if it is not possible for an angel to appear and give another gospel? Because you know it's possible. And men, angels have been appearing, but that angel is not an angel, it's a demon. Because demons still can pretend as if they are angels. And as the Bible tells us that Satan too yes, eh, will come as, as an angel of light, but uh, now Satan now. So Satan can appear like a, you know, most of the time we think Satan is one ugly guy with horns <laughs> and you not know, like the one movie tell us. In short, most of the time, many people will see Satan like this. They will not even, they will not even know that it's Satan. They will, they will, oh, they will, they will shake. It will be like that guy in that movie. I see movie or series called Lucifer. You know, the, you know the Lucifer guy. I saw the post. Ah, the guy that's Lucifer, clean, you know, well shaven. I'm like, ah, they, they, they understand why they have to make, make Lucifer look like this. <laughs> clean shaven, nice. That's what Satan will look like, right? So the angel came and appeared to them. There is, there, there are. I don't like naming names, but you know, but. You know, there's, a, there's another one that you know came. That one they just just saw free Bible. And I said, ah, free Bible on Facebook Market. Ah, free Bible. Okay, what's that? Let's just see what is there. Ah, come Bible. They just that's how they started visiting. You know, just to give free Bible. To tell you the truth is that the free Bible you want to give is not the Bible they want to give you. So the free Bible is King James version. So they'll bring that one, but the real Bible they want to give you is their own, which is, which comes after that one. So they brought the Bible, decided just and I realized, that, okay, okay, this is not just about distributing Bible; it's about distributing something else. So that was their, that was their way of entering. And then they say, you know what? There's another Bible that the Scripture talks about. What if we can prove to you that this Bible is in the, in the, is in this one we are giving you? I say, thank you. Don't give me another Bible. This one is enough. And I had to ask, I. I have to escape and run away. But anyways, let me move further. Before I uh, know this, I just, this, this story was just nice. But anyways, so the Lord, uh, the Lord, you know, like I said, the, the, the church of Jesus is a global church, right? And what buys any believer into that is you are born again. Once you are born again, you are part 
of the church, right, of God. So if that is the case, then that is clear that the church itself is not the kingdom. Right? Because if it was the kingdom, then Jesus would have said clearly, right, the kingdom of God is my church. Right? So while, because I'm trying to balance something here, while it is awesome to work like in church, like local churches, right, awesome to work and serve, it is important that every believer will do that, right, because it is of necessity. You can't tell me that you're a child of God and you're in a place and you're just sitting and just looking. Let everybody else be working. Now I'll just sit down and be, and be enjoying the, the labor of love of every, every other brethren. Awesome, awesome. I'll just sit down there. The Lord will just be looking at you. Okay, you're not ready. Okay, we'll wait for you. When you are ready to grow, we'll see. Why? Because... The Lord also, most of the time, has to also see your labor, yeah. right? And, the God, and God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. So, I mean, they tell us labor of love, awesome, yes, but there's also need to help. I mean, it's a very simple, and that, I, don't, I don't think I even need to say too much scripture to explain that one. Why? If you see your mom or dad carrying plates, we'll just watch them Okay, mommy, yes, thank you. Mommy, put it there. Daddy, put it there. It's, it's just as simple as that. So then you, you won't just see others work in the church and they are doing things that you are just sitting on there. Okay, explaining that. Then let's move further. So, why it's awesome working, we realize that in the, when Jesus is talking about the kingdom and a servant serving, right? Faithful servant that is serving there is what the Lord is referring to, which is different from just that. Right? Then, and what, what the, if you want to see the sense of that, I just felt I have to explain, child, but you bear with me, however we reach, amen. But you see that when the Lord started talking to the, to the servant, you know, there are many ones that were good, then we have one. There will always be those ones. But while everybody is going and doing, there will be those ones that they would always look at the, the master. You will like to reap when you did not sow. Therefore, I will not do anything. That, that servant, right, was, how do I put it? Ah! No, that servant is not really fighting laziness. Laziness is not their issue. Their problem is that this master will like to reap where you know so. That's their problem. You know, a heart can be lazy. Oh, I'm just lazy, Lord. I don't feel like... That one is even way better than this guy. Because his problem is just that the master likes to reap where he did not sow. So meaning that that guy has problem with submission. The submission problem. The guy can submit to the Lord. Okay. Can you submit to the Lord? Why? Because that submission demanded that he be fruitful. If he submits to the Lord, he can serve the Lord. Right? I think that's the main thing I wanted to bring out with respect to service. Right? So if he can submit to the Lord, then he can serve the Lord. Right? And 
in serving the Lord, they can, it can be a profitable servant. Right? Because we have unprofitable servant. Because he is unprofitable. So, it means that the Lord is also looking for a profit. Mm-hmm. So, but now, when you now start talking about this language, language of profit, like I was saying, I think, I don't know, since we start talking about living so, that thing that's been coming with the respect to, see that living so, right? You have profitable. You can also substitute fruitfulness for profitable, right? If something is fruitful, it will be profitable. Right, so profit a profitable servant. I, and, and, and we know that fruitfulness is what a living soul does. Like, so let me put it this way. Fruitfulness is the blessing of a living soul. Because a living soul must be fruitful and then it should multiply. Right? So fruitfulness, profit, is, the, is part of the blessing of the living soul. So which means that in a soul being fruitful or serving, because the only way you can be fruitful is through service. You have to serve. Amen. This thing I'm saying, sorry, it's like I'm, I'm just saying one by one, but every time I mention them, right, there are passages coming to mind. Ha. Amen. I don't understand this route that I'm going on. Amen. So, but we'll see. So we have we have fruitfulness of the soul that a soul must be must produce fruit, must increase, must multiply and be fruitful. Which if a soul is multiplying and being fruitful, the Lord can take of the fruit and eat from thereof, right? So if the Lord can taste of the fruit that a soul is producing, then we can say that that soul is profitable. Why? Because the Lord, or let me say God, is the husbandman. He plants a vine. We are the branches. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. But if you want to say as a branch, honestly, that's just that scriptural language. But see that branch is also a tree. Right? Like Jesus said that you might become trees of righteousness. I'm not, sorry, scripture said you become trees of righteousness. Right? So that branch is also a tree, which is funny. It's only scripture that can explain this to us like that. Why? Right? Jesus is divine. He are the branches. So it's, just, it's, it's scriptural wisdom to explain certain things. So we now say that ah, if men are trees that can bear fruit, means God can eat from it. And that means the tree can be fruitful. It can be profitable if the Lord will plant the seed and it will bring forth fruit. Right? And some of the fruit can be in measures. Right? Because you can be fruitful or you can be fruit. Or you can be fruits. Right? So you have, you can be fruit, you can be fruits, you can be fruitful. Right? Because if you look at the other servants that came, you can see measures of fruitfulness in them. Okay, he gave one, one, two. He gave one, uh, 
sorry, he gave two, four. Then he gave uh, five, which multiplied to ten, right? And then he gave that guy one that decided to, to run away. <laughs> to run away with it. Amen. Ah, crowd. Okay. So, the Lord wants souls to be fruitful. And then we can, you see this, this, this particular uh, parable. If you can lay it together, right, with another parable that Jesus was saying. I, 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 <laughs> okay, let me not let me not be let me not be is it, in, uh, is it limited or something because I'm trying I'm avoiding reading Bible so that I can quickly get to that act we are going. But it's like it's like it's important that I read that scripture. So let's go to Matthew. Amen. The Lord is moving also. We'll move with the Lord. Mat- ah! Okay, okay. Let's go to Matthew chapter. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, I think it's. Was it 13? Amen. Amen. Ah, these parables. Now I don't know where to start. Amen. Amen. I think maybe the route I'll take is actually this Matthew, but I have to visit another, another, another parable. Mm. Okay, we'll put hand in that thirteen twelve. Okay. You know what? Because of time. I will read you know what I'll say if we have time eh? so just read that thing 
and then you know just read 13, Matthew 13 and enjoy but just a part I'll pick from there right um, what I just wanted to pick is to to put that parable right of the talent right I want to me- just merge it with this Matthew 13 verse uh, verse let me read from verse verse 1 actually so the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore, and, the, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower, you see, went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and Forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And so fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. Amen. But other fell into good grounds and brought forth fruit. Some an hundred, some sixty, some thirtyfold. Amen. So we see he, this is what I wanted to superimpose that there are different folds, right? Now, the what yield increase is the seed that is planted, right? So just like the talent parable, they were also given talents, right? Which they can profit with to multiply them. Why? Because you notice that all those, those talents that were given, they didn't add to them. They doubled them. Right? It was a multiplication. 2 to 4, that's times 2. 5 to 10, that's times 2. Right? So it's still multiplication. So you can see, this mathematics, right, is a blessing mathematics. So there's a blessing of the soul. Is the fruit is the blessing of the living soul, is the fruitfulness that a soul must produce. So every soul has the ability to multiply blessing. Or let me put this way when a soul is being fruitful, they they come into the spiritual mathematics of multiplication to produce blessing. Right? And then I like what we we developed one of these days that we said. I know it's like I said, we, right? Men. You know, say, give a man one thing, do this. Give a man. Give a woman something, then she will multiply it for you. You know. <laughs> right? Sorry, give her give her a child. Then what you see, sorry, I just want to quickly check something. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you give a woman Right, what she can use to produce children, then what happens? She'll produce children. They give her a home, she'll sorry, give her a house, she'll make a home. So what they are actually referring to is the blessing of multiplication that you can see evidently in a woman. But that blessing is the blessing of the living soul. Right? And it is now it now makes sense when the Lord was explaining to them the curse. He now told the woman, say, 
in your sorrow will be also in childbearing. Right? So we can see that, okay, see that this cause, it has affected the blessing of the living soul. Why? And then they are showing us in a woman. Right? So, and then we are seeing it physically that childbirth is a very interesting process. Right? Thank God for technology now. Right? They can numb that pain and, you know, praise the Lord. But, but <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. But, I mean, there's something that men do that is perfect. Right? That's one thing that if, if we have learned anything at all, is that anything we innovate, it's always a problem with it. The only thing that does not have a problem is anything God created. That's just the truth of the matter. Anything men have created, check it. Most of the, most of the time, it always has a problem. When car was created, you know how many people died before they created seat belt? <laughs> right? It, you know, they say you should wear your seatbelt. You know, we, we thought it was just fun. Oh, seatbelt. Yeah. Do you know how many people died for that sense to come? Ah, let's do seatbelt. Okay. I'm not talking about this one because this other one, that one is not that scared many people. I will not talk about it. So let me talk about <laughs> let me talk about another one, <laughs> right? But many things we created that is not it's not perfect. But, but the truth is, the most the most the most the things that go easily, right? Most of the time are the things that God Himself created. Hardly will you find problem with a tree, hardly. And and when you do, it's as a result of what we did. Simple, right? So anything man touch like that, ah, just know. So that's why when man is doing something, I say make sure you test it well before you bring it out. But don't use me as your testing game. You can go and test it. Just joking. Anyways, let me move further. <laughs> but but that's the truth of the matter, right? But as, like I was saying, the blessing inside a living soul is that you can multiply. So that tells us that what Jesus was saying concerning this servant being profitable, and also like we see here, seed falling, right, bringing forth fruits, right, in some folds, right? You have 40-fold, you have uh, 30, sorry, you have 30-fold, you have 100-fold, you have 60-fold, right? And I like the word folds that they use, is folds, 30-folds, right? 30-fold. What's a 30 fold? Fold. You fold it in 30. Right. I want to understand that 30 fold. What's 30 fold? Okay, let me see if I can. Let me see what's dictionary. Yes. Okay. So, thank you. They've given us the, 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 so I'm not checking again. It's a factor of 30. So, so the math, and I like the, because they would have used, it used 30, it used 60, it yielded 100. So they're telling us that, okay, these things are in folds, they are in multiples of 30. So it's 30 folds. So you have to fold in 30s. So if it's one seed, 
30 fold. If it's two seed, it will be it won't be 30. It, it has to be. So if you have 60 and you want to break it down into 30 folds, you have two folds of 30. Right? So 60 is two folds of 30. So it's in multiplication. That's just what I want to bring out there. So we see clearly here that it is the blessing of the living soul. Why am I saying it's the blessing of the living soul? I'm saying that this, all, all these things is tied to the soul. So what Jesus is saying is tied to the souls of men. It's not just uh, uh, you know, the way we, we've seen it where servants take, go and multiply. Talent, talent. What's my talent? I can sing. What's my talent? I can do movies. What's my talent? I can... What else? Pretty things. I can build machine. I can. I can. I can sew cloth. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know how it came about that. But I mean, I would say, if I want to use scriptural language, I would say you have grace in that area, right? But to use the word talent is us that trans interpreted it as talent. What's my talent? Let me use my talent to praise God. Yes, awesome. But you now realize the truth of the matter is that any skill can be learned. Right? If, but what, what separates men is grace. But when you now have men, right, coming into the same grace, right, that they have, and the, and the thing about grace, right, the thing about grace, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. The thing about grace is that grace can be touched. What do I mean by that? If somebody have grace in a skill, trust me, if I am under that grace, you know I can take that grace too. Why? I just have to learn how do they do it? How do these things come to them? Okay, what do they do? Then learn under. As I'm under, learning, learning, learning. The same grace can flow. So it means that, okay, when I say grace in that area, that kind of thing. So when I say that, ah, this thing, what you are calling talent, really? The scripture calls, says, anything that your hand finds to do is anything that your hand finds to do. So it's anything. So that means that ah, it's true people have graces. Perhaps maybe because of the way the Lord has led them. Right? But when it comes, I'm talking about when it comes to now natural professional and things like that. You, know, you can do this, you can do that. People have graces. But those kind of graces can be taught to others. That is why you have apprenticeship. The reason for apprentice, right? Apprentices is that so that they can learn what the master have. That's just it. Now we have it in this world as co-op and all those things. So it's not even as... The, the real people that are practicing apprenticeship are those in trades, like carpentry, all those hand... <laughs> Why? Because you have to go and learn under somebody. Right? That's how it is. Apprenticeship. You now see that this apprenticeship thing is a sense from Bible. Uh, that was they, they saw it, they took it. And a typical example, Elijah, Elisha. Right? 
why am I saying so? Do you know how many prophets were there? Why Elisha that saw him and then took a double portion? Why Elisha? Right? Because he was a good apprentice. Has been following. It's possible during his him following Elijah, there were some eyes he came into such that when he was being taken, he could see his master. You know that what happened was not a movie thing. So if you can, if you can see me when I'm being taken, what's, the question you should ask is what is coming to take him? Because you think it will be like movies, right? Where you just see something coming, get, get, with slow motion. And then grab him, transform and take you. And then transform and then go. It's not like that. You know, the other transformer that fly. You know, they have car flying one. Maybe a flying transformer will come. When it gets to Elijah, transform, catch him, transform again, fly. No, it's purely a spiritual operation. That it is possible that if Elisha's sight is not elevated beyond natural sight, he could have never seen Elijah being taken. Because who is coming to take Elijah is not a man. The spirit. So you have to, when you are thinking about it, you have to start thinking in the speed of angels. Right? You have to, okay. And how can we see the speed of angels, right? It's very simple. Go to Ezekiel. That's the example we can see. I mean, no, there are other examples too. But Ezekiel is very clear, right? When Ezekiel was describing the angels or the the beasts, or the, what we also call the seven living, the four living creature, right, that was carrying the throne, was describing the appearance. See, the appearance is like, I think he mentioned something about it. I think, ah, I'm not too sure, I can't remember now, but I don't, and I don't want to go there, but maybe we can go. But quickly, there's a part where he mentioned that Andy Bean went and returned, right? And it was it was like lightning. I think there's a okay, let me read it. Let me the description Ezekiel one. So it's clear. I don't want to use I don't want to paraphrase and I don't want to use unclear language. Amen. God help me. Uh, I'm trying to speed up a bit. My Bible is very soft. Amen. So, Ezekiel chapter 1, verse. Uh-huh. I think what I was thinking was right. I just wasn't too sure, you know. But each time I talk about it, the first thought that comes to my mind is flash. Right? We read from verse, verse 13 to verse, verse 14. Ezekiel 1, 13 to 14. Right? And I mean, I was have watched Flash. Mm-hmm. Flash is one show like that. And even the, in this in this year, when, we, when we've seen uh, Justice, is it Justice League? Flash is one of the guys that runs very fast. When he moves, he moves like lightning because of how fast he is. So when, when, when you see lightning, I'm just joking. It could be an angel moving. <laughs> just joking, just joking. I had to say that earlier. <laughs> but I mean, but spiritual things are like that. How are we so sure it's not an angel that just moved? You saw lightning. Of course, they're telling us that, okay, when aeons in the sky combine, how do you know that that is not an angel moving, causing all that to happen? I'm just saying. 
Because some, I like some. I like. I, 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 I love your excitement. It's just, it's just that <laughs> I have to be sure I'm joking before. But, but, but it's good to 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 see you know spiritual things, uh, from natural things. I think there's also a sense that has dulled us so much that we see natural things. We don't necessarily think about them spiritually. But the truth of the matter is that everything you are looking at is spiritual. Plants growing, spiritual. Clouds moving, thunder, lightning. They are all spiritual things, right? Because this physical always speaks of the spirit. So the natural speaks of the spiritual. The Lord said it so. And that is why Romans 1 is telling us that even his signature is in creation, that everything created is talking about him. Right? So everything you see in nature should actually point to God. So if if you are hungry, there's no God. Just look at tree. Sorry, please explain to me. This thing, where did he get the wisdom to grow the way it's growing? Where did he get the wisdom to tap from the sun, light, take water, photosynthesize, have green leaves, and grow? Tell, explain to me. So you're telling me that the tree, just from random space, created itself and began to grow in that way? Oh, come on. Come on. Let's not be foolish. Simple. It's only, and the scripture says it's only a fool that will say there is no God. So that and it's, if, 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 if we believe Bible, then it is true that it's only a fool that will say there is no God. So anybody saying there is no God, check it. Are you lying? You are telling me with your mother there is no God, but are you lying? Amen? Let me move further quickly. I just wanted to read Ezekiel. Then I have. All right, so read Ezekiel. So, so as for the likeness of the living creature, the appearance was like burning coals of fire, and the and like the appearance of lambs, it went up and down. See movement among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. Out of the fire went forth lightning. Prah! Says and the living creature ran, and returned, as the appearance of a flash of lightning. So he said that it is moving like the appearance of a flash of lightning. And how is the appearance of a flash of lightning? Quick! Brah! You don't see it. Now, what's actually creating that appearance is the movement of the angel. That will tell you how fast it's going. Right? So, if it's like the speed of lightning that came to carry Elijah, how can you see it? Right? The only reason why you can see lightning is because it, it produced light. Right? So if it refused to produce light and still move in that direction, can you see it? So that's it. So if you want to now check, okay, what carried Elijah? It's something faster than lightning you are seeing. Because they are saying it's like the appearance. So lightning is just to explain to you, but it's fast. Yeah? Imagine the angel that killed all the, all the firstborn of, wow. of Egypt. You know, in our mind, we probably think he was going door to door knocking. Ah, okay, there's blood. There's no blood. Bye. But it's possible. It's so fast that they were just dropping. Pa, 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 pa. In short, all of them dropped the same time. Dropped dead. But when it's moving past the, 
Israelite, you can see the blood. It's so fast. You can't tell how it's too fast. You can't, you can't, you can't take it. So for for Elijah to see Elijah being taken, his sight is not ordinary. His eyes have been elevated to see. Now, this elevation I'm saying, please, time is going. You know, most of the time, when we talk like this as spiritual people, the first thing we think about is that hmm, God will be giving me his eyes. I can be seeing visions anyhow. Calm down. It's not about that. <laughs> Elisha did not see vision. He just saw Elijah being taken. It was not a vision. No vision, right? It's slow. It's slower. Why? You have to wait for the Holy Ghost to move upon you. Then after he has moved, something will happen. You know, you know this, this, anything that has to do with soul, they have to, hi, will you allow us? Because you can't badge him. So if Holy Ghost comes upon and you are like, Holy Ghost, leave me alone. You won't see any vision. So there's bargaining. The reason why it's easy for those that see vision is because somewhere in their heart, they've already settled. Whenever the Lord comes, perhaps I'll yield. Right? But imagine that the Holy Ghost that came upon them in a bad moment. They are sad. They don't feel like seeing vision. And the Holy Ghost comes. Holy Ghost, Lord, can you please answer my prayer? I'll be calling on them to give me a car, a house. Lord, I'm just, just, you know. But what I'm saying is that they have to negotiate with the soul. Because see that living soul. Hi. Living soul, living soul, living soul. What a complex machine. It's too, it's, too, it's too complex. See, if we dedicate a year to study living soul, honestly, we'll be discovering new things. I'm, I'm even saying according to Bible. Not even men. Just, men, they can't see soul. What can they see? The only thing they can see is the body. They can't see the soul. They can't tell it. The only thing on earth that can tell you about the soul is Bible. That's it. I don't know what Quran sounds like. I've not read it, but I'm pretty sure from what I've been hearing, it doesn't look like it has any insight into soul. All it looks like is do this, get this, do this, get this, and this person came, blah, blah, blah. Thank God they said he talked about Jesus, glory to Jesus. But one thing all of the converts that said is that Quran actually points you to the Bible. So if it's pointing you to the Bible, then that will tell you something that, see this Bible? It's the answer. So when Satan even tried to copy Bible, there's somehow Holy Ghost still find wisdom. See, point them to the Bible. Point them to the book of those that believe in Jesus. Right? So they have to come here because this is the only book on earth that can explain to men why they are the way they are. Let all these Buddhists, all those people that sit down and meditate, let them go and meditate all they can. They can't figure it out. The only thing they can get is a sense of spirituality because the soul is, is, in a, is, is made with a spiritual fabric. So whether you even contact God or not, if you try to access the soul, you can touch something spiritual. And that is what evil spirit they hold on to. Ah! If they see anybody trying to navigate there without the Holy Ghost, they just, begin, they just move. Vroom! <laughs> They can begin to show you the person's visions. They can begin to, and then the person will feel spiritual. And then another angel will begin to preach gospel. Simple. 
Because the soul, the way the Lord made the living soul, it's, 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 a, it's with a spiritual fabric. Why? Because it can touch the natural and it can touch the spiritual. So the Lord made it such a way, it's like an hybrid. Right? So you have, you know we have man, he's a trapatite being. Spirit, soul, and body. So the middle man, or the inward man, is the bridge between the spirit and the natural. So when you look at the soul, you can find natural aspect of it, and you can find spiritual aspect of it. The natural aspect of the soul is the only insight men have about the soul. What's that? The five senses. Right? So you have your mind, you have your eyes, you have your nose, right? The senses that men have. But when we summarize all the senses, just the mind, just the mind, right? And you know that the mind, right, has spiritual aspect to it, right? It's like the mind is on top of your soul, right? That's how the mind is. So the, our, the natural mind that we are calling mind is not our brain. Right, but if you want to talk about the mind, natural men will tell you, Look at the brain, how does their mind? Oh, when they are thinking, some uh, neurons are firing, and all those things that's all they can get. Right, so or let me put it this way, let me clarify it better. Right, the, the mind of a man, right, is the spiritual part of the soul that can interface with the brain. Right? But the summary is that a soul, a living soul, is both spiritual and natural. So with the spiritual aspect, it can touch the spirit, contact the things of the spirit, it can fetch it, and then so that it can release it to the natural. Is 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 the go is in is the go between. is the forerunner of the spirit, and it's also the forerunner of the of the body, because it can forerun the body, get to the spirit, get things. Right, so the soul is it's an awesome machine. It's it's too it's too powerful. There's oh my god. Oh my god, I just saw I'm talking about ah so powerful. There's a lot of things it could do. The truth of the matter is that every one of us here we don't even know the capacity of what our soul can do most of the time. How we discover it is when things happen, just Okay, okay, well, let me, let me move into an aspect. You know, sometimes you're like, ah, is it me that did this? Wow. I can't believe I can do this. Just happen. Just discover something about the soul. Right? That's just it. There is something about the soul that is also intertwined into the natural. There's a way you can drive it to get things to appear here. So when you see things being done in the natural, you think... Somebody have gone somewhere to get something that tapped into something that produced something. Everything that has been put that is produced on earth came through the soul of man. That's true of the matter. Because the body in itself does not have the capability to fetch things. Creativity is something about the soul. So it's a soul thing. So, let me move. Ah, living so sharp. But the soul, right, like I was saying, I landed here, right, is that 
the soul is a, is a machine of fruit, right? That it can produce fruit. Part of what is tied to fruit bearing or fruit or producing fruit is the work of a servant. Is is when the soul is serving a master. It can produce fruit. Right? It has to serve a master. And then you see Jesus saying, Thou cannot serve two masters. Either you hate one and love the other, or you love that I hate the other. Right? So you can only you cannot have two masters. And that's to tell us that the soul is by design a, a, a creation, or let me say a formation of God, right? Designed to be led. Right? It's designed to be led. That is why you and I can talk about the leading of the Spirit. Because if the Spirit is not leading you, something else is leading. Because the truth of the matter is that the soul is designed to serve. That's just it. It's designed to serve. Because somebody is saying they are not serving God, does not mean that they are not serving anybody. The soul cannot, cannot be without a master. And I like the word Jesus. You cannot serve two masters. Because serving is what souls do. That's what souls do. So when they say profitable servant, unprofitable servant, is really talking about the service of the soul. It's tied to the service of the soul. Right? Now, the service of the soul to woo in what kingdom? Right? So if you have a soul that is serving Satan, then it is serving Satan in the kingdom of darkness. If it's serving God, it is serving God in the kingdom of light. Right? Right? The kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Amen. And what ties... Ah, time has gone. I'll try and speed up and finish anyways. What ties... I don't know. This, this, this thing we've been talking about since, since God knows how long, but not, not too long, since, since we returned from... Uh, that's of America's this, this last few Saturdays, right? The the bridging, or let me put it this way, the ha, this thing I'm saying is a shortcut shot, but because I have to finish quickly, right? So we have I'm trying to see how I can finish this thing so that by 9:30, right, I can be finishing up. And if not, it is 9.45, but I want to quickly cut this thing short. Amen. Amen. So, I've explained the aspect of um, Jesus talking about the soul, right? Or talking about the kingdom, servants, right? Talent, produce fruit, right? Talking about the soul, that it is what souls do. And the reason why I'm explaining this is so that we understand that when it comes to service in the kingdom of God, it's not just about, I, you know, serve here, there's aspect of that, right? But it is much more than that. It is really about what we are using this soul to serve. Right? What we are using this soul to serve. And 
what we are using this soul to serve is tied to something. Right? Nobody can serve a master that it is not seen. No soul can serve a master that it's not seen. The soul is designed. See, that soul called living soul, this living soul is actually eyes. Right? The soul is the eye of the body. So, inside the soul, you have eyes. Right? Thoughts are firing in my head. I'm trying to figure out. Ah, you know what? Maybe I'll just settle for, for what I'm saying. Because I wanted to connect it. But souls are designed to serve. Right? And when souls are serving, it's, with, it's not without sight. Because the soul, like I was saying, let's look at this aspect of the soul. The soul is designed to be led. If it is designed to be led, then it is following a master. Right? So in following a master, in being led, right, it needs to see the master it's following. And the way the master sees, sorry, the way the soul sees the master, it's not just by, you are there. Okay, it's there. It's like, well, if we translate it, right, to what the way men think, it will be like that. Where I see you, okay, taking me, all right, I'm following you. But in the spirit, there's a way it is. It's by understanding. Right? The life that the soul understands is what it follows. Right? And understanding is not just, oh, I understand one plus one. No. Understanding is a sight. So when a soul is seen, it sees by understanding. Amen? So it is by understanding it sees. What scripture tells us about that is in, let's go to back to Romans 3. I think from Romans 3, we can go there. I think I read verse, verse, verse 11, right? Uh, let me read verse 10. Say, As it is written, right? There is none righteous, no, not one. Right? Then it's none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understand it. You see? I was trying to explain this, I think, two Saturdays ago, right? There is none that understand it. And that's where I'm landing, right? Why? Because to be righteous, no, there's no, no, no one is righteous, no, not one, right? There is none that understand it, right? And then they now, they now give us the key at the end. Say, and, there is, and what? And there is none that seek it after God. See, when I'm reading this scripture, you quickly think, oh, unbelievers. Not true. Why? Because, and we, we saw the reason why. Earlier, he was talking about the Jews and Gentiles. And there was a sense he was using. Right? And the sense he was using is, what then is the advantage of Jews? Right? What advantage the Jews at over the Gentiles, right? Say much in every way. Chiefly because 
Unto them were committed the oracles of God. So the major advantage is that what was committed to them is the oracles of God. And I was explaining earlier that the oracles of God, right, is not something that you just contact like that. What they say is that they commit the oracle to the Jew. Meaning that if you have, because like I said, a Jew can be considered a believer today. A Gentile can be considered an unbeliever. That's the two things they are talking about. A believer and unbeliever. So what advantage have the have a believer over an unbeliever? Is that to a believer is committed the oracle. Meaning that every believer have access to the oracle of God. Means you can you can gain access to the oracle. Doesn't mean you have access to it. But they are saying that to you is committed the oracle. How we can see this is how they committed the oracle to Israel. I'm speeding up because of time. I will end in the next five minutes. God help me. But you now see clearly that committing the oracle doesn't mean you have the oracle. How? God committed the oracle to Israel, but out of Israel, he didn't give all of, he didn't give all of them the oracle. He gave the high priest the oracle. Meaning out of Israel, he called out a sect called Levite that are more closer to the oracle. Then out of Levite, he now calls out Aaron and his sons, right? Who can serve in the office of a priest and also Aaron that can be a high priest. Or Moses, who is also a high priest. Moses didn't need all the coronation they had to give to Aaron. He, by, okay, let me put this way. By, you can see there's a difference between Aaron and Moses, right? The difference is that they have to coronate Aaron to make him a high priest. There's nobody needed to coronate Moses. What's the difference? So, fruitfulness. I don't have time to explain that today because of time, but if we look at the things I've been saying, perhaps we may arrive at, the, at that conclusion, right? Because there's a reason how Moses entered into a high priest. It is by serving a master. He was serving a master that Aaron have not found. He was being led by a master that Aaron has not found. So in summary, you can be a Jew, but you may not have the oracle. They can commit the oracle to you, but you may not have it. Right? Then it's explanator that uh, both Jews are Gentile. They are both what? Under sin. There is none righteous, no not one. So that's, they're telling us that righteousness is... Is, is something you can have. But to have it, you must have access to what those that are righteous have access to. It means that you must have a sight of righteousness. Right? Now, to have a sight of righteousness means that righteousness must be revealed to you. Now, because of, ah, sorry guys, because of time. Because of time, I'm rounding up. But for righteousness to be revealed, I like the word re- Revealed. What does that mean? It means it's tied to see. Revealed. In Yoruba, to reveal, say, fihan. Meaning to show. Right? To show. And what do you show? To show is to make see. Right? To reveal is to make see. So that's to tell us that the righteousness of God 
Right? For it, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You see, again, here they're talking about what? The gospel. Right? For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For, no, it is you know, to the Jews, to the Greek, for them, to the Gentiles. And I say, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Meaning, make see from faith to faith. Why do they use the word revealed? If you just have it. But it is true, you have it in your spirit. But you still have to have it in your soul. But you can't have it in your soul without serving a master. Right? And to serve a master, you must see the master. Part of what the Lord is doing, I think I'm rounding up and this is it. I think I have to close the course of time. Right? What the, part of what the Lord is doing in this time is raising souls. Right? That can see as they ought to see. I will quickly read Act 26. I know because of time, I did not, I didn't really touch it, but that's what I said we should open right earlier. But let me quickly read it. Act 26, verse 16. Act 26, verse 16. And we know that Jesus was talking to Paul here because they also, if, if you have a Bible that always puts the word of God in red, you see that that part is red, meaning that Jesus is speaking. Say, but, but, say, but rise and stand up upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of, this, of those things which in the which I will appear unto thee. So delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes, you see, and to turn them, from darkness to light. Right? And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance amongst them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now, this scripture in Matthew 13 we read, there is a, there is, there is, there is an alignment we see there in scripture. Because of time, I'm not going to go there. Right? And, and I don't know when next I'll be able to teach it like this. But we take what the Lord has given us like this. Amen. Amen. So we see clearly here that what the Lord wants to do, right, to every believer is to open their eyes. To open their eyes and to what? To turn them from darkness to light. And like I was saying, for for any soul to serve a master, he must see it. Right? Now see what what they say here, to what open their eyes. Why? To open their eyes to another master. Because in open their eyes, it will now turn them. Turning means change direction. Right? So, it was serving a master. There are two masters, but you cannot serve two. You can only serve one at a time. Now it says, turn them, meaning switch masters. Stop following one, following another. Right? And this following is not just to, like I was saying, it's not just to unbelievers. It's to believers. Believers also need to turn. Getting born again doesn't turn you as a believer. Getting born again gets you ready to be turned. Right? Because of time, I can't, I can't, I can't go into too much details. Right? It says, deliver thee from the people. You see deliverance there. The Lord will show us you know, what these things mean. But uh, let me just focus on those 
scripture says to open their eyes and to turn them what? From darkness to light. To, to turn from darkness to light, you must be ready, right, to serve a different master. How can you be ready to serve a different master? Is that eyes must be open. Right? For eyes to be open, or let me say, the reason for eyes being opened is, it is for to elevate believers. Is to exalt men. Right? To make men see. If you can make men see, you can get them ready to be exalted up. Why? They have to see high. I'll tie this quickly to something, right? I was talking about the kingdom earlier. I said that parable, Jesus was saying, it's about the kingdom, right? Even that Matthew 13 we read is about the kingdom, right? And we see here, it says that, very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born again. You see? It, he cannot see. Now realize that seeing the kingdom is different from entering the kingdom. Because later I said, ah, wait, can I enter my mother's womb? He said, no, 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 no. Very, very assured. Except a man be born of water and of spirit, it cannot, he cannot enter. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So what are you saying? It means that for believers to enter the kingdom, they must allow something to happen to them. See the kingdom. But they are telling us, except you are born again. Meaning that if you are not born again, forget about seeing kingdom. And, and how, do I, how am I saying? saying? Seeing the kingdom has to do with righteousness. I was talking, I was talking earlier. Why? Because Anybody that can know righteousness, you have touched the kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom of God is a righteousness, peace, and joy. Please, do we believe Bible? Yes, sir. So you know that what I'm saying, I didn't cook it up. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy. It means that if you don't know righteousness, forget about knowing kingdom. That's just truth of the matter. What, what, let me say, when you start learning righteousness, it's a sign that the kingdom is coming to you. Or you are gaining entrance into the kingdom. Why? Because if you can see it, then you can enter. Right? To see means that you are a seeker. So no one what understandeth, no one seeketh after God. Because, see, to open your eyes is to make you to understand. It is by understanding. When eyes are being opened or when eyes are being shut, it is a dealing of understanding. When Eve took of the fruit and ate, an understanding was shut, another was opened. Because after they stood her, she now said, she saw, you see, see, that the fruit is good for food and is able to make one wise. Another kind of understanding. Was she not wise before? Was all the other foods not desired or was not good for food? So what did she see in the tree? Then she saw that it was able to make one wise and it was it is good for food. The key there is that she saw. Meaning that what she actually did is open up her understanding in a kind of way. That understanding, like I was saying, was on, on Saturday, is, is what created all these things you are seeing on earth today. So you now see that understanding is saying. Yes, they had to preach to her for her to see and understand that, ah, this tree is good for food, though. Mm. The moment she saw, 
she partook. You see that? She has to see, to partake. Now tell me, is that not the same as seeing the kingdom, then entering the kingdom? Yes, sir. Because you have to see it to partake of it. Yes, Righteousness is the first sign of the... And the truth of the matter is that a newborn believer cannot know righteousness. That's just the truth of the matter. What should the newborn believer go and learn? Bible, and learn how to pray. And then what? Learn the elementary principles of the oracle. Remember, they said today was committed the oracle. But the oracle have principle. That's what a new believer should learn. Then after it has learned, say, let us move on to perfection. That's chapter, chapter 6 of Hebrews. 5 is telling us that, wait, oh, you have to learn the principles of the oracle. 6 is telling you, move on to perfection. Right? In moving on to perfection, eyes must be open. Sight must be given. Men must see. Because if the eye of the living soul is not opened, it cannot turn. The ingredient or the means of turning a soul is to open their eyes. What happened to, what happened to Eve was, is that they turned her. What, happened to, what should happen to every believer to enter the kingdom is that they must turn us. Amen. From an understanding. From another understanding. Are we blessed today? Let's just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Father, we thank you, Father, for that which you are doing tonight. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your mercy tonight. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of understanding. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of sight. Because I know, Father, part of what you are teaching us tonight is sight. You want us to see. You want us to understand better. You want to give us understanding. We want to increase our understanding. Father, we pray that by your mercy tonight, you will give grace for to understand. Father, I pray that for everyone that is praying for understanding, I pray, Father, that you open up the spirit of understanding over them in the name of Jesus. For everyone that wants to journey further in your word, wants to go deeper, also understand better, but I pray for the spirit of understanding to be opened up to them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you will begin to touch our sight and our eyes, that we might understand better your will in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' precious name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between.